listening to From the Friars podcast, the community of Franciscan Friars of the Renewal, headquartered in the Bronx, New York City. My brothers and sisters, may the Lord give you his peace. We have plenty of VIP seating in the front here. You standing in the back, you want to come forward, I won't be offended. Um, I usually preach until you can't stand any longer, so you might as well grab a seat. No, just kidding. Um, I am so thankful and excited to be here with you today. Um, Thank you so much for coming to church. We had the gospel of the Annunciation. I thought, to preach on the Annunciation at Annunciation Parish. Wow, this is really special. And uh, we're just a few days away from Christmas. And so in the liturgy, it's like Mother Church is reminding us, allowing us to once again hear the story of how Mary conceived Jesus in her womb to, to remind us the, uh, the story to get us ready for Christmas. Isn't that beautiful? Um, boy, and it's just so meaningful. And, and uh, in many ways, it feels like the culmination of Advent. Everything we've been going through in the holy season of Advent, the uh, different readings and prophecies from the Old Testament. Um, Now, when I was younger, I would hear people say that they um, had gone on pilgrimage to the Holy Land to see the places where these events of the Bible happened. And I used to get so annoyed at them because they would say things like, wow, once you go to the Holy Land, you'll never hear the Bible again in the same way. It just changes everything. Has anyone here ever been on pilgrimage to Israel? Okay, a couple of you. So um, I used to get so annoyed, mostly because I was jealous. You know, you grow up hearing these stories. You grow up with the season of Christmas and the creche and the animals and the angels and the the three kings, the wise men, the magi, and the star, which uh, is appearing again in a few days, evidently, and uh, all this stuff. And uh, I think there, there could be a danger for us to start thinking that, well, all of these Bible stories are kind of like fairy tales. Not true. Not true. So for years, I had been harboring a secret desire to make a pilgrimage to the Holy Land. I I want to see these places. I want to walk where Jesus walked. And the Lord heard my prayer. And uh, at this point, I've been able to go um, to the Holy Land like five or six times just love it over there. It's so powerful. And I hear these stories and I remember standing in the place where the angel announced to the Virgin Mary that God was inviting her to be the mother of God, the mother of Jesus, the Savior. And uh, there's a little church there and there's an altar. And in Latin, it says at the foot of the altar, and the word was made flesh here. I saw that. I was like, It's not a fairy tale. Like, this is where it happened. And you go to Bethlehem, and there's the little cave which functioned as a stable, and there's a star they put there on the altar. You can go and touch the place where the Virgin Mary gave birth to Jesus on that first Christmas. And at the very end of the pilgrimage, you go to the Church of the Holy Sepulchre, and you can pray at the place where the cross was in the ground, and the empty tomb of Jesus still empty. I can tell, I I went in there, he's not there, he's alive, he's risen. And when you have Mass there, you celebrate Easter Mass, and in the Gospel you say, and then they placed his body in this tomb. 
Like the word this is added and like the, the entrance to the tomb is like right there. And it's like your knees are shaking. It's just so powerful. And you know, my very first time being in the Holy Land, I was so excited. I was completely freaking out. You know, finally these years and years of praying and I'm there and I'm just eyes wide open and I'm taking it all in and I'm remembering all the things I'd studied in the seminary and reading and just eating it up, eating it up. And um, particularly that first time, you know, you've never been there before. It's all new. And there was this nagging feeling kept tugging at my heart again and again and again. And we went to all the places from, you know, the very famous stories from the Bible, the life of Jesus. I'll never forget going to Bethlehem, which is in the Palestinian territory, and it's very poor. And they told us that there'll be these little children, almost like gypsy children, who will try to sell you things in Bethlehem. And just be careful you watch your wallet or your purse or your pockets, you know, sometimes they're known to pickpocket. So all these little kids show up when our big, we had 500 people, our tour bus comes, and um, these little kids come up to sell us these little, um, like, homemade flutes, you know? And all the people were nervous and, like, telling them to get away, and the whole, it wasn't going well. So all the people, when you go to Bethlehem, there's a Catholic-owned religious uh, store, so you go to get your stuff there. And so all the pilgrims went in there to look for, you know, uh, souvenirs and mementos. So I'm outside with all these little kids from Bethlehem. And I'm like, hey guys, come with me. We went around the corner and on one of these little flutes, I taught them the melody of Silent Night. Do, 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 you know, and so I said, now, when the people come back out, play that on the flute and I'll tell them that this is the song that the shepherds played for baby Jesus on the night he was born. They sold all of the flutes. <laughs> all of them. And they were like cheering for me, like they call, you know, Abuna, Abuna, Father, Father, you know. And uh, I, I think some of them may have my photograph on their wall at home now. I don't know. <laughs> and later, later in the day, we had a lunch with the mayor of Bethlehem. And when we were in this little restaurant, here comes all these uh, street children, they see me in the window and they're like out on the sidewalk cheering. It was so funny. In this little town of Bethlehem where the Son of God was born. How beautiful. And um, it all began with the Annunciation. The Annunciation when the 14-year-old girl, the Virgin Mary, praying to God for the coming of the Messiah and the angel comes to her. And here's the point. Here's the point, okay? All those stories, here's the point. She said yes. She said yes to God's plan for her life. And that's what we need to do as well. You know, like Mother Mary, she teaches us to say yes to God. To say yes to God. Um, not just once, many times. Uh, the early church fathers said that the yes that Mary uttered at the Annunciation, she brought to completion with the yes that she said at the foot of the cross. And the same is true for us, huh? Days of joy, days of sorrow, um, ups and downs, blessings and struggles. But every day, Mother Mary teaches us to trust in God, to say yes, because Jesus is with us, Emmanuel, God is with us. And if God is with us, who could be against us? Amen? This is the meaning of the season. Amen. I had shared with you that in my first pilgrimage to the Holy Land, although it was my first time being there, I kept having this nagging feeling like I'd been there before. Nazareth, Bethlehem, Jerusalem, all those places. 
And uh, I came to realize that it's in the liturgy that these places come to us. So he's born in Bethlehem, the house of bread. They place him in a manger. It's a feeding trough. Jesus comes to us in the bread of life in the Eucharist. been listening to from the friars podcast the community of franciscan friars the renewal please visit us at franciscanfriars.com or on social media cfr underscore franciscans mm-hmm.